Can't yeah, do that, man. That I'm not going. I didn't. You weren't recording yet. <laughs> Who's introing this one? This guy. <laughs> Welcome to Literally Literary. Thank you for joining us again. I am your host, Sean Faw. Joining us, as always, in the studio, the man behind the words, behind the books, behind the glasses, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. How do you do, sir? I'm well, sir. Joining us, as always, again, Mr. Joseph Bonnier. Hi, guys. Was that acceptable? I wasn't going for the host. (laughs) Did he? I mean, a little bit, yeah. I don't think so. He wasn't going for the post. He was just going for the thing. I don't know. I mean, because he got the introductions? Yeah, that's pretty good, I guess. I mean, you know, I I love you both equally. (laughs) I don't think he schooled (laughs) me. I just think that's a bit of an exaggeration. Okay. I'll let you know when I listen Did you learn anything from what he just did? Yeah, I like So that would be schooling you. No, no. (laughs) I don't think that's necessarily. That is the definition of school. (laughs) I don't think I learned something. I I don't like, actually, the introductions over the music. It sounds strange. Because you two were over the music and I was not, and Mm -hmm. it felt really awkward for me. Yeah, no, I I was trying to get it in there, but I ran out of breath to squeeze you. So then I'm not schooled. No, no. I, so you, I, you okay? It's fine. I, if you I was aiming for the post. I just tried to make it look like I was okay with I, it. I feel like you're competitive, and I'm not. But it's yeah. fun to like be a little bit competitive. I don't just feel like it. I am competitive. <laughs> exactly. And fuck yeah. you. I win all the time. Okay. You won. You got it. I don't know. Maybe it was Damn just being right, an only child, but like I just don't understand competition. You're an only child. <laughs> for, well, I, te- more I mean, or less. Yeah, yeah. By you know, like, um, did you consume your sibling? Is well, no, because uh, like, my destroyed them. My younger half siblings were born when I was like 13. God. So okay. there's you know, for all intents and purposes. Uh, um, you, you guys know. like when people say for all intensive purposes? Intensive purposes. <laughs> That's a fucking... very intensive purpose. I don't. It doesn't bother me, but it. <laughs> Wait, it's, intensive isn't even a word. It's not. Yeah. It bothers me. Yeah. I guess it bothers me a little bit. Some things. I feel like Ben Carson today said something annoying, like X something. We were supposed to be like, I don't know, I don't remember. X hmm. something? Like it was like exactly, but he's like X, I don't remember. It was something like that, where there was like an, a superfluous X. Anyway, I have books. Extacular. Let's talk about the books I have. Mm. Um, so I, I, I had this as like two different possible shows, but I'm like, eh, fuck it. I'm just going to like read yeah, yeah. them all at once and we'll do it that way. Just throw your and wide you guys out can there. ask. Um, on the literary side, Just for, I have for uh, the listeners at home, uh, Mr. O'Brien has built a wall of books. It's fantastic. It is my favorite. It's a beautiful wall. He feels yeah. very comfortable. Fine. He's like <laughs> caressing them, yeah. kind of. I, I've oh, never right. seen Take him so relaxed in the studio as when he is surrounded by a <laughs> no, wall not, of books. No, it's not that. It's that I have the French roast. Going. Oh, so oh, you upgraded pleased. to your uh, I didn't uh, name not be said. Uh, <laughs> I didn't upgrade. Specific hipster no, no, no. brand. No, no, no. It, I didn't. It's like it's fucking Starbucks. It's French roast. It's bullshit. It's not whatever. But it's very dark. Mm. And it's all I have, Sean. It's From my I understanding, have. the darker the roast, the less, less caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. But the better the taste. The uh, sweeter the juice. Gotcha. Boom. We have it's the dark. Man, it's the dark of the berry, the sweeter the juice. I know. Black of the berry. My bad. Black of the what? berry. Either way. <laughs> um, the I have. The bigger the cushion, the sweeter the pushing. Okay. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> It's the wow, same song. Just dropping knowledge. The softer the vagina, the better it feels. <laughs> you guys not into the tap? <laughs> I don't oh, know, man. man. So we have. Let's uh, yeah, pump it up to 11 here. John Steinbeck of Mice and Men. I was very emo last time, remember? So I, I have like some of the emos left over. Uh, uh, John Steinbeck of Mice and Men. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Back again for fun. I brought Virginia Woolf, Jacob's Room, which came out the same year as Ulysses, which Wait, I also have, by the way. I have Ulysses. Virginia Woolf is the author? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Virginia Woolf, Jacob's Room, written in 1922, the same year as Ulysses and The Wasteland. Poem For some by reason, it bothers me when books have the author's name bigger than the title. That's interesting. Um, I don't think I would have noticed that. I wonder mm. how many of these are. How about when they're the same size, as in the Divine Comedy of Dante Alighieri, Inferno? <laughs> um, that makes it's three different elements of it. Well, There's Inferno the series, is the biggest. The name. It's so I would assume that Inferno is the name, and okay. Divine Comedy being a subtitle. Oh yeah, you got it. Right on. Well, no, it's not a subtitle. It's actually the overarching title. Um, the Divine so, Comedy is all of them. And so Inferno is like a chapter of Inferno that. Inferno is the first part. It's Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso. Uh, so it's a trilogy. Yes. Um, As okay. in like hell, purgatory, and heaven. And cinema parody. Yeah, I'm okay with that font. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, we have The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Man. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I never have, told. <laughs> I brought with me Hamlet. Now, I didn't just bring with me Hamlet, my dear boys. But Hamlet in three. I brought with me three different versions. So I have, well, technically four. Mel Gibson, Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> I have Hamlet. Can you name another? The, there's the Sean big, Connery had to do it, right? I'm sure. So yeah. Arden, the Arden Shakespeare, Arden Lawrence every Olivier. year will, is an Arden, um, uh, essentially organizes the best of Hamlet, essentially mm. into it. Like there's several, there's three different versions of Hamlet. There's what came in the first quarto. Um, I'm What's sorry? What's a quarto? A quarto? So a quarto was, um, they'd take a piece of paper, like a large piece of paper and fold it into quarters. And then they'd publish it that way, essentially. So it was a smaller version of a book um, rather than like a folio, which is just the one big piece of paper folded together. Okay. Wait, I'm confused. Try that again. So the way they would print and distribute um, the texts, yeah. in this case, plays, right? Okay. Hamlet, the version of Hamlet. Oh, you're talking like had. a newspaper. Yes. Gotcha. More or less. It, it wasn't quarter, necessarily, yeah, quarters. It was, Divided yeah, into quarters. Yeah, like quarterlies. That's where quarterly comes from as well. Oh, it's not uh, every three months? Uh, they might have added that, too, but I'm not really mm. sure. Actually, okay. it's probably what it does refer to later yeah. on. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I guess it can refer to both. Um, anyway, Hamlet first appeared, uh, 16, the 1603 version, um, which is the first quarto known as the bad quarto, and there are very small versions of it. Um, it's, it's really small, and it almost, it, it almost sounds like somebody who saw the play once and tried their best to recapture it and then, like, sort of so remembered it. So there's parts it. that are just missing? There's plenty of parts that are missing. The to be or not to be speech, like, shows up very early on. Um, there's wow. a lot of different, yeah, it's, it's, it's all fucked up. I didn't up. know there were that many different versions of it. There's three, huh. really. Yeah, then there's the, there's the first folio, which is the, probably the most famous one that's in the first folio right the big version the complete works of shakespeare essentially um so wait, and then there was, is was the quarto like a um essentially like a, an old school torrent like someone was just kind of ripping his shit off and like trying to make money off doing his shit well everybody made money off of everybody else's shit okay. shakespeare didn't necessarily see money on the publication Any of, the of these prints. things they just showed he still saw money he charged on the, for exactly. uh, admission Ex well not even that this was lord chamberlain's men so they were paid in order to perform it and Shakespeare okay. was essentially the head writer of that and, okay. and one of the actors in the troupe. Gotcha. Um, so, did this he, is... so did he always play the main part? No, actually. In Hamlet, he played the ghost. Played the ghost. Yeah. Uh, Burbage. Richard Burbage was the was the main actor in most of them. So Burbage oh. played uh, Hamlet. Um, is this essentially like the BBC style? What do you of, mean? Yeah, of just uh, like um, uh, publicly funded entertainment sort of thing? Is that where you No, no, it was for profit. Okay. It was for profit. It was just under... Oh, he was it, just under contract to this playhouse, essentially? Well, no, no, no. The playhouse was the Globe, which they built for Shakespeare. He was <laughs> in a different He was in a different playhouse before that. So he was under contract to a producer? No, he was the producer. So okay. the, it was more like a patronage. So Lord Chamberlain was the one who was sort of funding them in order to do it. Okay. And they'd give him, you know, they'd give him a kickback of, of all their performances and the, the a take of the house. But also Shakespeare took a huge cut of the house. Oh, okay. Gotcha. As did yeah, his, yeah. his 
his men. So yeah, so Lord, he was charging the, the door. Plus, he got his uh, standard salary right, exactly. or whatever. But there was the main patronage was was. But the main ne- patronage obviously was the, the queen, and then later king. The, was it that he never got any um, any money from the print because uh, the printing press wasn't around then, or is it that he yeah, it, was- it, they were printed? I believe. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I feel like sixteen oh three. He was definitely still alive in sixteen oh three. That's. Um, yeah, when was the printing press? I thought we did this before. Well, I thought that was like 1500s. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right on. Um, but I don't know why he did or didn't see a cut of it. I, it, um, I just don't Copyright know. law just didn't even exist or- More what? or less. Yeah, yeah. More uh, or less. 1440 was the Johannes Gutenberg printing gotcha. press. There you go. Um, anyway, so back to the, the quartos. There's the first quarto, which is known as the bad quarto. The first folio, which is pretty close to the full text. And then we have the second quarto, which is the biggest and the longest. So the, um, the first folio you do not have with you? I do. I have all three. Yeah, I see two books. Uh, the this Damn. one, the, yeah. The, no, 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 no. This is a different one. The, this is the oh. Oxford. Uh, the two so books. So there are the first, there's the folio in the one I'm holding. Okay. Uh, the, a, of a the smaller Arden. book for those of you at home. It's the 1603 and the 1623 texts. So, so the, the 1603 this is, both is the of first. Them? Yeah, in this one. Okay. Yeah. The, the, oh, I'm sorry. Just to be clear, I know that they are so much thicker. There's not as much introduction in this. So here's okay. there's about this much introduction, which is probably roughly. Um, so 30, 39 pages or so. So for those not seeing this, what's confusing me is the one that has one story in it is about twice as thick as the one that has two versions. Right. Yeah. It. Yeah. There's so there, the introduction for the second book is about 37 pages. And then the two of them last to about 360. Okay. And also, if you look about half the page is the notes or oh, the text. Gotcha. Okay. So ha- the first top of the ha- the first top half is just the text itself of Hamlet. And then the second half or, you know, of one of the two Hamlets. Um, wow. The second is all that. Uh, then we you gotta have read a in, book on your book. Exactly, and then finally we have in the second quarto, as you can see, we have about um, a hundred and hundred thirty-five pages or so of the introduction. Yeah. But then when you look at the notes, that's why. You oh, see yeah. how much thicker the yeah, notes there's, are. There's more notes than there's, actual. There are book. some. Yeah, there yeah. are some. There are some pages oh, in this where it's a little. And then there's uh, so the, like the then there's the, the whole appendix is the the notes about. are like old school Bible fonts, so like super tiny annotations, yeah. and then like the story is actually like standard right. fonts. So. And and these are the two Arden Shakespeare. So Arden for their third. Their Arden third, is a publishing company. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The um they're the, they they have a whole series of like complete works, of course. Um, and for Hamlet, instead of publishing one, which is usually the best works of Hamlet, where they kind of combine the text into make the you know the best text. That's like if you look at, watch the Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh one. That's the one. They'll take elements of the the second quarto and the folio, and they'll piece them together hmm. to make the full text, the best of the best. So we have no idea who actually like wrote these originals, right? What as far as the folio? And yeah, the, yeah. The first folio was com- combined, I believe it was by Ben Johnson, who okay. was a contemporary of Shakespeare's. Um, and, and again, the, he was just another dude that showed up to the play enough to remember to write no, it he was, down? No, he, he was a fellow poet, or a fellow writer. Right, So, but I mean, like, was this like something that he was in cahoots with Shakespeare on, or is this like just... Um, it was more like a... Like a um, it's hard an to homage? <laughs> Definitely like, was not an homage. It was okay. an attempt to just compile... To no, oh, an attempt okay. to compile the works of Shakespeare because it okay. was essentially considered, you know, the, the best of the best. So we okay. compile uh, he and then a couple other editors of all of Shakespeare's, you know, contemporaries essentially pieced together the best of Shakespeare, and that was the first folio. Okay. But the quartos came from different versions for different sections from and, there, and and each there are some there are a lot of different plays that have their own quarto and some that don't show up in the quartos. And so was his original play just like constantly shifting and evolving? Is that where yes. we get all, okay? 
Cool. Yes, it was because gotcha. it was a, it just like any play today. Like you'd change it around, you'd play it. Like the text itself isn't, you know, canon, okay. if you will. Gotcha. Anyway, now, that's my little breakdown. Um, now, what do you like the best of these three? Uh, do you like the specific version? I, I in, personally, I like the the combination of the best of the best. If I had to choose which of the three, the second quarto for sure. Um, although there are elements of the first of there are elements in the first folio that I really missed. I feel like the um, there's a part in. The to be or not to no not the to be or not to be speech. I wish I had fucking looked at this more. Um, and if the three ver oh, uh, go ahead. if the three versions are contained within those two books, what is this third book I'm looking at here that says this Hamlet? This is the on Oxford, it? the Oxford Shakespeare, which okay. is so Oxford did their own version of Hamlet. Which Oxford is another is publishing company. Yes. Okay. Yeah, which is the best of the best. Okay, and so the these are all uh, the Oxford version is compiled from different sources than those three. No, all three are the same sources. This, these are just just the sources. Okay. So like the, that's the all oh, versions. and then Oxford is there's the best only of three exactly. versions. Okay, of it. exactly. That's it. Yeah. Well, there's three versions and then the best of. Yeah. Right. There's a Copy. bunch of best of. Most though. of okay. them are the best of. Like Arden usually does just the best of. Okay. But for this particular publication, they, they decided to, the to put yeah, exactly, which Co is actually kind of okay. hard to find. Gotcha. To find are like, there the contradicting ones. elements in any version that contradicts like another version? Kind of uh, like, like, what do you mean by contradicts? The answer is yes, ultimately. Like, but is there something like, okay, so let's say you had to include something from the folio, but it contradicts with a plot device from the second quarto. You know what I mean? Is there one from like, just the folio in the second? Like, are there are there specific scenes that are done completely differently? Yeah, is there anything that changes no, not, the fuck out of shit? Yeah. No, 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 not not really. It all at its core has the same. Um, I mean, so, so as more Hamlet... You know, it's not like surprise you. someone lives at the end of one of them and like not really yeah. no the first quarto the first quarto is the bad quarto so that's the one that definitely is kind of the weirdest where there are you know there there there's so, no, nothing contradictory about it per the se the bad but, quarto meaning that it's a shitty version or just a shitty translation well there's no translation but yeah or, sort I mean, of a bad like a, a shitty retelling um yeah more or less okay yeah just a shitty kind of like you know are they how are they writing this down are they literally watching the play and writing it down as they watch it I don't know. Yeah, scholars don't really know how yeah, how like, the first quarto came came to be. Did Shakespeare authorize it, any of these? No. It's like sneaking a uh, movie camera into a theater these days. You just get your little Whose scribe is, there. Is that your phone? Oh, that's uh, we'll stop. So yeah, we're back, guys. Sorry about the little delay. We went and ate a little bit of a dinner. They don't know what. Yeah, the ideally, is. they wouldn't have known anything. <laughs> it's fine. It's good to keep them informed. God, I don't. I, I don't know where we were. We probably should have checked. No, what was Joey's question that he was trying to fucking start? Oh, at? just now? Yeah, it was about well, Ham Hamlet's dad. But I don't yeah, think what was Hamlet's dad's name? What you know what it was? Hamlet. Yeah, King Hamlet, Senior. Yeah, not Hamlet Senior, just Hamlet. Hamlet the first. Yeah, Hamlet. Okay. Hamlet. He was he was he was king, the ghost of King Hamlet. He was the King Hamlet who they're all starting with. And then and our Hamlet with. is Hamlet Junior. Our Hamlet is just Hamlet. He's Hamlet the Prince. Okay. Oh, so Shakespeare played King Hamlet, the ghost. Yes. Oh. Yeah, Shakespeare played Hamlet. Um, there's was a whole there's a whole bit in Ulysses actually that has a, that it's on as far as why Shakespeare. Anyway, go ahead. What were you gonna say? How much of this is autobiographical? A lot. Hmm. A lot of it. Um. Well, first, what was I explaining before? Did I, are you guys clear on the, the different, different versions? The different versions, right? Yeah. Okay, so the first folio, the first quarto was 1603. Second quarto was like 1604, 1605. It's the longest. Then the folio is 1623. Mm -hmm. Compiled one. Okay. So was there anything else on the structure? I can't remember what the fuck we were talking about. Well, we were talking about the differences between them. Oh, right. I have a lot of differences. Well, we'll go over the differences in a bit. So we'll get through the text first, though. So what was your question then just now? Oh, about uh, Shakespeare's role in autobiographical. Oh, autobi okay, so, uh, so as far as a little bit more background history on Hamlet itself, the 
allegedly there were, or reportedly there was a Hamlet before all of these Hamlets that was that that Shakespeare wrote when he was younger. Hmm. Um, that just you know it, the source material itself it it is it's kind of has a, an original source is a king in like the the twelve hundreds I think um, a Danish king as well. So there was a ver- there was a story about Hamlet mm. a, a Hamlet type you know basically a son whose father is killed whose uncle marries his mom and becomes the king and and uh, finds out that, that when the son um, finds out that his uncle killed his dad. He has to get revenge on him, which is essentially Hamlet. It's a revenge tragedy. Um, now, there's another revenge tragedy, which is known as the Spanish tragedy by Thomas Kidd, which came out uh, before both these Hamlets, which also people claim is the source material. Um, but there, there was a version of Hamlet that's like the lost Hamlet that Shakespeare su- supposedly wrote when he was younger, and there's no text of this. Uh, the evidence is just because... Um, People had talked about a play that was very similar to Hamlet around the time that Shakespeare was doing his earlier work, um, but so it, it could it could even be as close to the first quarter as possible, um, but probably not. Uh, again, we'll go over in some of the differences as well. But um, he later obviously ended up rewriting it, so to speak, and it is this fucking masterpiece. Hamlet is Hamlet is Shakespeare's best work. What he considered um, his best work? When. <laughs> I guess at the end of his life. At the end of his life, probably. What was his last play? Probably his, his last very writing. La- well, his, his last, last writing. collaboration uh, was Two Noble Kinsmen. Oh, that uh, was like the Tempest, or no? The Tempest was was supposedly his last one. Then he wrote all by himself. Oh. Um, he he collaborated with two other writers on Two Noble Kinsmen. I see. Um, and so, and so, and there's elements of you know. So there are bits of Two Noble Kinsmen that are very clearly Shakespeare, and there's elements that aren't. Did um, Shakespeare have a prime? I guess most people do. Yeah, in that se- in this section right around here. So like there was a there was a two year stretch where he basically wrote fucking Hamlet, Othello, Macbeth. Like I see. Um, so okay, Twelfth Night, as you like it. So he was uh, in the zone. Henry the like Henry the Fifth. Awesome. Yeah, he just fucking rattled out like the best possible shit. There was a there was a three year stretch where he basically wrote some of the greatest works ever. To come and out. are we talking sixteen oh one or something? What we're this, talking that stretch would have been like yeah sixteen sixteen I think like fifteen eh, probably sixteen oh one to about sixteen oh 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 five probably. So, so that like was that. like his Abbey Road time? Yeah, yeah more or less. More <laughs> or less. Actually no I'm sorry it was like sixteen sixteen oh three to sixteen oh six. Something like that was his best like little stretch. Um I, I think yeah he'd probably say Hamlet is is his best and probably likely is his favorite. Um, it just, there's everything, everything could, that could be imagined. Now, as far as the autobiographical elements of it, um, about a, a year or so before he wrote this, um, his son, Hamnet, died. H-A-M-N-E-T. His son, Hamnet, died. I remember hearing about this. Um, and uh, in that exact that same in year. Oh, we read about it in school. <laughs> in that exact same year, his father, John Shakespeare, died. Um, so there is that sort of, you know, the broken lineage right in between his son mm. and his father died at the same time. He's stuck in between and, and, and both of them. So, you know, ha- Hamlet is sort of Hamnet in a way. Uh, the, the, the ghost, the king is sort of John Shakespeare and, and there's Shakespeare stuck in between having to communicate between the two of them, the dead son and, and the, the avenging or the avenging son and the dead father. Mm. Um, so he, yeah, but, it was very autobiographical. And but he this, wrote this, is, this before he had a kid. Well, that's what I was saying. He wrote a version of the uh, story, see. but then when he modified he exactly, it, exactly when okay. it, you know, and, and really put the heart and soul into that's it, into so what we know as Hamlet. And it yeah. wouldn't have been called Hamlet back then. Sorry, it wouldn't have been called Hamlet then. His the, ver- first the first version. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's it's unlikely 
Right do you on. think he was like? I'm just kind of curious what you specifically think. Do you think he was like in his room and he was like, I'm look, I'm like all depressed and shit about the death of his kid, and he was looking through his old shit, and he was like, Oh my god, look what play I wrote when I was 12 or something like that. And he's like, Maybe I can spin this into something amazing. I, I think he probably had performed it. He, he had if if it's if in case if it is in case the fact that he. Do you think Sorry, it was performed? If it is in fact the case that he that he did write a version of Hamlet before that, then he would have performed it. And it so there was a couple Hamlet. different versions that were performed, like the original, and then he probably modified. There would have just been one. There would have just been one that he saw that he was like that that he just kind of revisited okay. uh, amidst his grief to refine and make better. And he could have been working on it the whole time. And also, it may never. It may have only been like a test performance, and it was shitty. And he's like, "Fuck this piece of shit," uh, and went back to write Hamlet. We really don't have much evidence. We have like one or two accounts of that itself. Um, so but, it's like that Eric Clapton song. Layla? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Fuck. I'm kidding. Not that yeah, one either. No. It's like about the kid. Uh, yeah, you yeah. Know. Tears in heaven. You there know, you go. <laughs> I know. There's a great Anthony Jeselnik joke, which I forget. Oh, mm. my God. It is I'm sure it's great. great. My, my <laughs> in poor taste, as usual, but yeah. it's fantastic. Um, it's basically like, uh, it, it's something along the line, and I apologize for butchering it, but it basically is long enough. Um, my, uh, you know, my I had a son who died for the same reasons. For inspiration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that joke works on many levels. First of all, you have to know that piece of shit song. <laughs> Second of all, you have to know that it's about his son. Third of all, you have to know how his son died. Falling out of stupid window. Something like that. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway. Um, so that's, that's how autobiographical Hamlet is. Most other questions. So, do you want me to keep you reading the other books I have, or I guess we've gone like twenty-five fucking minutes on Hamlet? Yeah, no, I think we're invested in Hamlet. Hamlet. Oh, I wish I'd been more ready for this ep- this episode. Are, are there the, any? Um, well, they're all sort of classic sections, but is there anything that is um, particularly noteworthy among the noteworthy? Yeah, I so a good a good way to answer that. The, uh, there was an early account of somebody who had walked out of Hamlet in disgust. Mm-hmm. Um, in in I guess it was the seventeenth or the eighteenth century, and like you know. Um, yeah, his mid 18th, 18th century or 19th century, I think. Somebody walked out of the play. Um, and someone asked him, why are you leaving? He said, this is a play full of quotes. This is just a, a big collaboration of quotes. <laughs> he just thought that they were all like, they're all famous quotes. Yeah. Literally, which you've mentioned on this show a million times. Bunch of one-liners. Yeah. Right? To be or not to be, that is the it's question. like vaudeville shit. Right? Uh, <laughs> uh, so you actually said before, uh, you meant, what was the quote you mentioned before? Not a clue. Um, oh, God damn it. Uh, it's a beggars. beggars. Um, oh, uh, uh, neither, neither a bar- borrower nor a lender Neither be. a borrower nor a lender be. Polonius yeah. said that. And it was a couple lines before probably one of the most famous quotes in this whole this play. Hamlet? All in Hamlet, yeah. Okay. It's in Hamlet. He says that to his son, Laert- uh, Laertes. Right, on. Uh, right before Laertes is leaving uh, to go to Paris, Polonius gives his son all this great advice. Actually, I'll just read it. Um, I wish I sort of remembered it, and more or less, I wish I was faster on finding this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, sorry, uh, but, uh, but to see if you guys can guess the line that it is. The line that's after that? It's a line, like, it's one or two lines after that, yes. Uh, um... If it's it's a father giving son to his advice, what what's the advice from Hamlet you guys can think of? From Hamlet, not a clue. <laughs> um, Don't die. Almost. Um, God damn it! I can't find it. I'm sorry. Um, if you come back and haunt your son, make sure he writes about it. No. Anyway, uh, uh, this above all to thine own self be true oh, is the line. Right. On. But I'm trying uh, to find the whole stretch of it. Um, it's tough. I wish I had the fucking, you know what? It's going to be faster if I go to the Oxford because this <laughs> doesn't have like a million fucking lines of whatever and I can just know where it is. Right on. Um, anyway, where are we? So we have, uh, he's talking to Laertes. He's bailing. 
You guys know who Laertes' sister is? I don't know who Laertes is. Laertes is Polonius' son. Polonius is the head of state. Okay. The only girl I know is Ophelia. There you go. There's one other play in this, and that's uh, Gertrude, or one other woman. That's that Gertrude. was Jamie Lee Curtis's name in Trading Places. <laughs> Works. Yeah. What, Gertrude was? No, Ophelia. Oh. oh. Uh, bah, 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 bah. I'm so sorry, guys. That's where most of my culture comes sorry, from. Sorry, I forget. Who's, is Polonius like a, a, an officer? He's like Polonius is literally the, the, the equivalent of the, um, the, the prime minister. Oh, he's a prime minister. Yeah. So, But he's under the king. He's like the king's second king command? Uh, no, he's like the equivalent of the prime minister. He's the head of state. Oh, okay. So it's not so much like the first, second in command or not. It's, it's quite specifically. I see. Um, that. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> the heat is on. I, I know this too. Sean O'Brien feverishly paging through. Yet here, Laertes aboard, aboard. Okay, so anyway, um, so Laertes and Ophelia are sort of talking, and and Ophelia, Ophelia is saying, you know, uh, basically safe travels, everything's cool. Uh, Laertes is like, remember what I told you? He's like, don't fucking go with Hamlet. You'd be some cool, you know, don't be cool. Blah blah blah. Basically, um, to a heart, that's true. Finally, finally, Polonius enters. Um, and, uh, and so, yet here, Laertes, aboard, aboard for shame. The wind sits in the shoulders of your sail, and you are stayed for. There, my blessings be with thee. And these few precepts in thy memory see thy character. Give thy thoughts no tongue, nor any unproportioned thought his act. Be thou familiar, but by no means vulgar. The friends thou hast, and their adoption tried, grapple them to thy soul with hoops of steel. But do not thy dull palm with entertainment of each new hatched, unfledged comrade. Beware of entrance to a quarrel, but being in, bear it that oppose may beware thee. Give, thee. give every man thine ear, but few thy voice. Take each man's censure, but reserve thy judgment. Costly thy habit as thy purse can buy. Be not expressed in fancy, rich, nor, rich not gaudy, nor for the apparel oft proclaims the man. And they in France, at the best rank and station, are of a most select and generous chief in that. Neither a borrower nor a lender be, for loan oft loses both itself and friend, and borrowing dulls the edge of husbandry. This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the day, the night, thou canst not. Thou canst not then be a false man to any. Farewell, my blessing season, this is th this in thee. So just like, you know, line after line after line. I also um, noticed one, he said the apparel, what was that? Like your, your makes the, the clothes make the man kind of thing. Is that where that precise. comes from? The yeah, apparel I, makes the man? It probably was, was a, was an adage of some capacity. Well, here's the key. Every single thing that Polonius said here, people always think is like, oh, that's such a great wise line to thine own self be true, right? There's a couple different things. First of all, Polonius was more or less the clown in this. Um, there is no clown in Hamlet. There's so many clowns in all throughout Shakespeare, right? There's no fucking clown in Hamlet. The only clown that's there is Yorick, who's dead. So the skull later on in the play that he's holding, that's actually Yorick, the, the court jester's skull. So there is no clown in Hamlet. So this sort of comedic relief is Polonius, this like, you know, overgrown, very like, remember we were talking in the... Um, the, the Moby Dick episode, like, yes, very like a whale. Um, mm. It was Polonius who said that talking about the clouds. Um, it's okay. like, you know, look at that like a whale. Yes, very like a whale. Um, but, of course, it's making fun of, of, of Polonius' so girth. Anyway, so to – go ahead. Is this – so this Shakespeare's only play without comedy? There's plenty of comedy in this. But it's not – there's not a specific character Chester. that's got comic relief. Polonius. But you just said he's not really... He's not a clown, but he's the... the there's play, To be honest with you, Hamlet is fucking hilarious himself. Like, Hamlet is... Okay. But he's kind of like dry, dark humor. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but, was... but, but that's, the, that's every fool in Shakespeare is, is dry, dark humor. 
That's true. It yeah. always just kind of feels like Aaron Sorkin when everything is just kind of like in that same voice. Like everything is Sorkin's voice or everything is Shakespeare's voice no. and just kind of like played through different trumpets. Um, well, yes and no. I, I actually would strongly disagree. I, I think m- most of Shakespeare's characters all have have transcendent life within them. I mean, Polonius is is a is a a goofy, weird, but also kind of manipulative character, and, and he's funny. And, and also, you have to keep in mind who was playing him too. I mean, Polonius. Um, ironically, Polonius. The, I forget who the actual actor's name was, but that same that same actor was the same actor who would have played um, uh, uh, Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. And in the original plays. Yeah, they're both by Shakespeare. Well, I were, wasn't yeah. sure if you were referencing movies at this point. Like, no, I'm when, saying the actor, who the original actor who yeah, played okay. Julius the guy, Caesar, the guy in 1600 who played the play Julius. Yeah, no, he was okay. in the movie Julius Caesar. No, but the, so the joke later on in this play is that um, that that same guy, right, who played Julius Caesar in mm-hmm. at like four years earlier, um, is now playing Polonius. The, the Richard Burbage who played Hamlet also played Brutus, um, and. There's a part later on in this play when the players are up there and uh, and Hamlet asks Polonius, you know, did did you did you act, my lord? And he says, uh, yes, I, I did enact Julius Caesar. Um, hmm. uh, it, Brutus uh, killed me, which is a joke because it's meta, really, yeah, it's, it's very it's meta exactly. Um, the groundlings no, love so that one. The, exactly. The 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 as far as the voice <laughs> is concerned, what my point is that yeah, these Don't are all they, like uh, these what? are all famous. What did I do? No, I wouldn't I, I thought the joke there was that the groundlings love like the lowbrow shit. Is that a lowbrow joke? A callback from six years ago? They love callbacks. It's a, yeah, it's it's a, it's meta. A callback. It's like, is it's like hey, you got you saw this one. Yeah, a callback gotcha. is okay because it doesn't take any specific knowledge. It's just like hey, you saw this one earlier. Haha, you saw it. This is a reference to. The- yeah, I mean, I think everyone would have loved it, but sure, I think the no, ground. I think it's cool particularly too. Would have liked it. I'm just, yeah, I think you're right. All right, fine. <laughs> anyway, so. How dare you? What I'm talking about is the lines that the, all this, you know, sage advice, quote unquote, sage advice that Polonius is giving his son Laertes is all sort of just, you know, famous lines in I general. Say. So like hmm. whether, you know, they're all just regular adages that are sort of dumb. And people always think it's like, oh, this is this brilliant stuff. It's mm-hmm. not. Even so at the time they were like uh, cliches already? Or- yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And more importantly, though, here's the other key. Even though it is sort of good advice, um, it also is is undercut. Because a scene or two later, Polonius goes to a character named Ronaldo, who he at, who Polonius asks to spy on his son Laertes while he's in France, making sure that he's following all this advice that he does, and just making sure he's not you know becoming a playboy or whatever. And he's talking to and uh, so you know all this advice that you'd think are, are not really the lines that he says to his son so wholeheartedly, because there is that undercut underneath him where he's like, Ronaldo's, I don't really trust him. Ronaldo's Polonius. oh, Polonius sent Ronaldo. Yes, Polonius asks Ronaldo to to spy on on Laertes while he's in Paris. I don't so understand. Sort of, God, I don't understand how that undercuts his advice, though. Because why give the advice if you're not going to trust him? Well, I mean, like, yeah, it just I don't know. Like that just seems well. It's redundant. It's, a, it's that it questions the motives. <laughs> okay. Like if he's giving this advice to his son in mm-hmm. such a wholehearted way, then it would be the type of father who would trust his son to follow the advice. Rather than a son, rather than a father who's basically just kind of saying these regular adages, like you know, make sure you keep your nose clean, make sure you put one foot in front of the other, make sure you don't, you know, you don't don't spend more than you have. But didn't you say they were basically just that? Yes. Okay. But but there but what? What's, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, Why if they are, if they are just you know. Uh, um, uh, common nomenclature at the time. Why is that 
different when he sends someone over to watch that he's doing it. Like if well, I just said, it's, keep it's your nose clean. It's nice things to say, though. It's nice things to say. You think okay. it's a nice thing that a father would say before is to a son who he may never see again, theoretically. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? It's, it's undercutting his character is what it is. I suppose. Okay. I guess it just depends on, you know, how it's played. It's played like that. Okay. <laughs> it's played the way I'm suggesting it. It's yeah. supposed to play, yeah. I um, have no frame of reference here, sir. Now you do, my friend. Um, it's a fair question, though. I love it. Um, and I guess we're doing Hamlet. We're doing a Hamlet episode. Great. I know. Aren't I we used already? to know all of Hamlet's lines. Um, what was okay? So do you want to go through some of the discrepancies? I guess that I'm gonna be easy yeah, yeah. to find. Um, Wait, hold on. Sorry. Did you play Hamlet in a play in school? No. no. Honestly, I, I if I ever acted in anything, I would have just wanted to play Hamlet, and then I'm done. <laughs> and I'm pretty much too old. Like at this point, I'm too old. But you were an actor for a little while. No, I've never acted. Oh, I thought. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Never acted. He's just a ham. Lit. <laughs> Um, some of the different discrepancies. So you were asking me, are there some that are inconsistencies? There are no inconsistencies necessarily in the play. Um, but there's one thing from the first folio that's not in the longer second quarto that I always loved. Um, so it's, it's when he's talking to, um, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern when they first come up, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are two of Hamlet's, huh? Very good. Look at you. I don't even know what that means. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yeah. It's a line in this play. There okay. is also a play based around it, which is very meta. It's by Tom Stoppard. Uh-huh. Uh, it's from the perspective of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, who were stuck in the infinite loop of Hamlet. Hmm. So they're forced to play these characters. They're forced to be Rosencrantz and Guildenstern within the play of Hamlet. And we're watching it from their perspective, where they're trying to understand, like, what, <laughs> what is this actual, like, what's going on? They know, they know they're friends with Hamlet. They know what's happening. But they're sort of trying to discover who they are as characters while they're alive. Um, very meta. It's, I, I it is love the definition of meta. I love in Harold and Kumar, they have the two guys that are kind of like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. And Which they, two guys? I forget their names. The two Jewish actors. They go to Hot Dog Heaven instead of uh, White Castle. Oh, okay. But I like they have a means. completely different adventure, but it was just, you know, simultaneous. And they might, they're thinking about doing a sequel or whatever. Those two. Or a spinoff. But it's funny. They're, they're two Jewish guys. One's name's Rosencrantz, so it works. <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah, okay. me too. Um, so we have when, red, light, red light. There's a part when they first show up with him, and and you know, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern give him all this, you know, give Hamlet all this good stuff. Uh, it's right before my favorite one. Uh, my most honored lord, Rosencrantz. My most dear lord, my excellent good friends. How dost thou, Guildenstern? Uh, Rosencrantz, good lads. How do you both? So there's a funny part. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are always mixed up by all the characters in the play. Nobody mm. gets Rosencrantz. Like they keep, they basically keep saying to Rosencrantz, pointing to Guildenstern, mm-hmm. um, or calling Guildenstern Rosencrantz, pointing to Rosencrantz. Um, the yeah, king that, does it. That's a joke I would never get in play form. Like I can't remember faces at all. So like, it just, I, I would assume that they were right, whoever they were pointing to. No, you wouldn't. Okay. No, if like if I say to you, it, well, first of all, the, yeah. I think the first time happens when uh, Gertrude and Claudius meet them. So, so the king and queen are there, and, and Claudius basically says like, uh, "Thanks, Guildenstern and Gentle Rosencrantz," pointing to Guildenstern first, and then Gentle Rosencrantz second, and then the queen says, thanks, Guildenstern. Oh, wait, so, uh, I'm sorry, I mixed it up. The king gotcha. first says, thanks, Rosencrantz and gentle Guildenstern. Um, and then the queen goes, thanks, Guildenstern and gentle Rosencrantz. So it's not exactly so it's like, subtle. Exactly, yeah, it's made very specific. And, and people, do, and again, Hamlet literally just does it right here. Mm. Um, my excellent good friends, how dost thou, Guildenstern? Uh, Rosencrantz. Like, right on. Um, I mean, it could be, it, it could arguably uh, not be intentional, or at least you couldn't find it, but it's pretty fucking clear that that's the case. Um, <laughs> 
anyway, as it continues, uh, it goes on. Um, uh, it's sort of quippy. Ultimately, I'll read from the I'll read from the second quarter first. Um, uh, <laughs> as, in, as the indifference, as gentlemen, the take out your hymnals. We shall be reading from the center quarter. The second quarter, chapter three, <laughs> Pacifica Fall. Uh, Guildenstern, ah, Rosencrantz. Good lads, how do you both, Rosencrantz? Uh, as indifferent children of the earth, Guildenstern. Uh, happy in that we are not unhappy. On fortune's cap, we are not the very button, Hamlet. Nor the soles of her shoe, Rosencrantz. Neither, my lord, Hamlet. Then you live about her waist, or in the middle of her favors. Hey-o! <laughs> says, Faith, her privates we, Hamlet says, and in the secret parts of fortune, almost oh, true, she is a strumpet. What news? Rosencrantz, none, my lord, but the world's grown honest, Hamlet. Then is doomsday near. But your news is not true. But in the beaten way of friendship, what make you at Elsinore? Make you what? Oh, sorry, what make you to add Elsinore? What makes you add Elsinore? Why are you here? Oh. The fuck are you doing here? Elsinore's a person? Elsinore is the land that they're in. Uh, yeah. Um, or it's the castle. I'm sorry. Copy. They're in Denmark. Rosencrantz says, uh, to visit you, my lord, no other occasion. Hamlet says, beggar that I am, I am ever in poor, I am ever poor in good thanks. But I thank you, and sure, dear friends, my thanks are to dear halfpenny. Were you not sent for? Is it your own inclination? Is it a free visitation? Come, come, deal justly with me. Come, come, nay, speak. Anyway, so there's all that, right? So he's being a dick. He's not being a dick. He's recognizing the fact that his king sent for his friends to come fucking do some random shit with him, and he's not quite sure yet. Not sure yet what. So he's just because he's suspicious. Before, yeah, because just before this, he was visited by the ghost of his father, mm-hmm. who told him that his fucking uncle killed his father, and who's now married to his mother. And that whole speech is amazing. I'll do I'll do the king's speech later or the the ghost speech later. Anyway, so as far as the discrepancy, so that was from the second quarto, mm-hmm. which is the longest version. And ironically, there's a part in this that's not that that uh, there's a part that's not in the second quarto that's in the folio. And I've always loved this bit. And I remember reading the second quarto, and I'm like, oh, I missed this part. Mm-hmm. So I pick it up to where it was. Right. Um, I say, good friends, uh, uh, as the indifferent children of the earth, happy that we are not over happy. Unfortunate cap, we live in not we live. We are not at the button. We are not the button. Hmm. No, the soles of the shoes, neither, my lord. The uh, thou you live about her waist. What the hell was that? Of her favorite. I'm reading the exact same thing I just read before. Yeah, I know. It still just it. doesn't make sense. Uh, so Gildenser says, "Happy that we are not over happy." On Fortune's cap hat, right? We are not the very button. We are not the top of Fortune's favor. We are not the apex of Fortune's favor. Get, we, we are not. We are not. Oh, so we're we're we on are happy bad that we are not over happy. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hamlet says, nor the soles of her shoe. Are you just totally morose as I am, mm. right? And just, just stomped on by fortune's favor. Rosencrantz says, neither, my lord. Hamlet says, then you live about her waist or in the middle of her favor, right? Gotcha. Right in the sweet spot, fortune's favor. Um, Gildenser says, faith, her privates, we. Hamlet says, uh, in the secret parts of fortune? Almost true. She is a strumpet. What's the news? Uh, Gildenser, none, my lord, but that the world's grown honest. Hamlet says, then is doomsday near. So that's where we stopped the last time, right? And then he jumps into this. He continues here. Then his doomsday near. But your news is not true. Let me question more in particular. What have you, my good friends, deserved at the hands of fortune that she sends you to prison hither? Prison, my lord. Uh, Denmark's a prison, Hamlet. Rosencrantz, then the world is one, Hamlet. A goodly one, in which there are many confines, wards, and dungeons. Denmark being one of the worst, Rosencrantz. We think not so, my lord, Hamlet. Why then, tis none to you. 
For there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. To me, it is a prison. Rosencrantz. Why, then your ambition makes it one. Tis too narrow of your mind. Hamlet. Oh, God. I could be bounded in a nutshell and count myself a king of infinite space, were I not that I have bad dreams. Gildenstern. Which dreams indeed are ambition. For the very absence, or for the very substance of the ambition is merely the shadow of a dream. Hamlet. A dream itself is but a shadow. Rosencrantz. Truly, and I hold ambition of so airy and light a quality that it is but a shadow's shadow. Hamlet. Then are our beggars' bodies, then are our beggars' bodies, and our monarchs and outstretched heroes the beggar's shadow? Shall we to the court? For by my fay I cannot reason. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, same time. We'll wait upon you. Hamlet, no such matter. I will not sort you with the rest of my servants, for to speak to you like an honest man, I am most dreadfully attended. But in the beaten way of friendship, what make you at Elsinore? There's that whole section in the middle, right? So many fucking great things are lost there, right? A dream is but a shadow. Denmark, you know, it, uh, the, there's nothing either good nor bad, but thinking makes it so. There's, I could be bound in a nutshell and count myself a king of infinite space. There's so many fucking great lines here that are lost. In which version was that again? This was the folio, so the one okay. that actually came out after the okay. second quarto. Gotcha. That's the third version, mm-hmm. the last one. 1623, yeah. very good. Um, so that's that's an element that's like not in that. Um, d- then the to be or not to be speech is one of the other big discrepancies that always talks about. Oh wow, that's um, in the folio. That's in all three. Um, but oh, it's, just worded differently. It's worded differently, and the first one is very different. Well, actually, before I get to that, one of the biggest things was um, so there's there's in Hamlet's first long monologue because uh, oh that this too too solid uh, oh that this too too. Sully, solid, god damn it, I'm just saying it. Oh, that this too, too solid flesh would melt, thaw, and resolve itself into a dew. Or that the, the everlasting had not fixed his cannon against self-slaughter. Oh, God, God, how weary, stale, profitable, uh, uh, and, and unprofitable seem to me all the bases of this world. Just none we can, anyway. Um, that line, right? Uh, oh, that this too, too, in the first folio, the line is actually... Uh, oh, that this too much grieved and sallied flesh would melt to nothing, or that the universal globe of heaven would turn all to chaos. Oh, God, within two months, no, not two, married mine uncle. Oh, let me not think on it, my father's brother, but no more like my father than I to Hercules. Um, although the most famous one, finally, is frailty, thy name is woman. That's in that speech. Um, oh, that this too, too much grieved and sallied, right? Now, later... Or then in uh, the folio and the second quarto, um, the line is, well, oh, that this too, too solid flesh. I'll just say it. Uh, so the first one is sallied. What's yeah, sallied mean? Not a clue. I was sallied means that. like hit, beaten. Really? Yeah, okay. beaten, like whipped, destroyed, and mm. like flesh. This too, too much whipped flesh, or too much grieved and sallied. Okay. Uh, and then this, oh, that this too, too solid flesh would melt, thaw, and resolve itself into a dew. Solid is in matter. Exactly, yeah, solid, more solid-like. It, um, go ahead. It's never sullied. Great question. There are there are editors who've translated into sullied. Okay. Sullied, of course, is is dirty. Or, oh yeah. Yeah, dirty, destroyed, yeah. and grind. You know, it's um just the imagine the the, the the so solid flesh would melt. Obviously, has a particular connotation. But like sullied flesh melting is so disgusting. Yeah. I've always preferred sullied, but no, mm. it, it, it's it's just hard to read in the existing second quarto and and folio versions. Um, so some editors do change it to sullied. Oh. Um, but. Like the actual text of the thing that we have to go off of yeah. is just that mangled. Yeah, a little bit. Um, like, is this like, um, uh, what are those, um, 
got you know just like uh is it like something that we only have one copy of the original essentially no we have several we have several we have very few first folios okay we have uh, a lot of i'm sorry we have very few first quartos Mm. we have several folios uh and we have i think a fair amount of second quartos okay um, but never, so, you know, you can cross check them and see more or less what's, what's the most accurate, you know, interpretation of it would be, right but on. yes, some have actually just changed it to that. Um, anyway, to be or not to be, you guys want to hear those? Sure. So we'll do the first. Can't be a Hamlet thing without the two Bs. I mean, of course, but I will read the first, the first quarto, which is the one that everybody is so, always very standard. surprised Sorry, about. can I get oh, a, no, okay. no, 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 not the one. I, God. Can I get a bit of background on the to be or not to be speech? Like, what's about to ha- like, what's happened just ahead? What's the question, man? <laughs> so, is he contemplating suicide? Um, I'll get into that. Okay, but I'll I mean, can, how about like a little pre? Like, what's going on, Bert? Before he says this, yeah, I will. Um, literally just before it, um, Hamlet. Hamlet has set up uh, the players. I, so it's tough because I'm I'm sort of combining the the quartos and the 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 folio, but the, in the play itself, Hamlet has essentially set up for uh, the king and queen to have a play happen in front of everyone. So a play within the play, um, and uh, he again knows that his dad is dead, and he knows that his uncle killed his dad, um, and now he's pretty ready to catch. Uh, Claudius, and he's sort of setting up this trap. Ironically, the play is eventually called the Mouse Trap. But as far as what's actually happening, Hamlet just kind of walks out on stage. It is possible, however, that Ophelia is out there with him. So what happens minutes before this is um, Claudius and Polonius conspire with Ophelia and ask Ophelia essentially to go to Hamlet and talk to him. Um, and they're going to stand behind a wall and listen. They're going to listen to to. Uh, Hamlet and Ophelia to see if they can just, you know, determine whether or not Hamlet's mad. At this entire time, Hamlet has been acting mad, right? The reason he's acting crazy is to see if he can sort of pull stuff out of Polonius and out of Claudius and, and essentially ascertain a confession, so to speak. So he's acting crazy, but of course it's tough because, well, what's the line, right? Between being and playing mad. The longer you act crazy, are you crazy yourself? And Hamlet himself starts to question that. So there's a little bit of that. And this whole time, yes, Hamlet has essentially talked about suicide in a sense. But the very first soliloquy that he does, it's pretty much confirmed. This one I just read, right? Oh, that this two-two solid flesh would melt thaw and resolve itself again. It resolve itself into a dew. Or that the everlasting had not fixed his cannon against self-slaughter. Okay? So in other words, I would kill myself if God didn't forbid it. So right then and there, he's like, I'm not, I, I can't kill myself. I just can't. Okay. More importantly, by the way, and uh, he can't really kill Claudius immediately either for a couple of reasons. One, the play isn't over until the fifth act. So he can't. <laughs> but more specifically, there are some different reasons we get to. Oh, is this why you hate the rule of threes? No. I don't hate the rule of threes at all. I just don't <laughs> think it's a rule. I think yeah. people stick too much to Wait, it. Wait, so technically Whoa. Hamlet could have ended the play a lot shorter if he just went and confronted Claudius? Certainly. Oh, most could, stories could, could be ended shorter if almost, you just went and did a thing. But he was just he thinking almost, about it. <laughs> no, but it seems like he was just like taking four acts to just think about it. Well, yeah, more or less. More or less. He is contemplating for the entire play whether or not he should kill Claudius. He has an opportunity, too. How, the closest he gets, essentially, Claudius is kneeling in a confessional, praying, uh, uh, and Hamlet finds him alone. And gets his spear and or gets his sword and literally sticks his sword up to Claudius's ear, and he's about to fucking stab him in the brain. And he realizes 
Claudius is right now confessing to God. So if I kill him now, he goes to heaven while my father is in hell. Because his father never got the chance to confess his mm. purges. So he's, you know, Crazy confined Catholics. to fast and flames, um, as it says later. Anyway, so <clears throat> to answer your question, what he's doing right now is he's walking out more or less being bummed about life, existence, um, his own lot and luck in the world. Um, so it's not necessarily being... It's not necessarily contemplating suicide. It actually is contemplating action within life. So to be or not to be within life. And should I? I mean, I'll read it, and you'll. It'll literally tell you exactly what he's thinking about while he's thinking about it. That's what the whole point of soliloquy is. Um, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do. I'll do the first version first. Yeah. Do the do the standard. I'll do the. You know what? I'll see if I remember the standard. Um, and Joey or who? Which one of you guys wants to check me? Joey. Yeah. Sure. Joey's okay. all over it. Oh, that's that one. God damn it. it fucking, it's been For the listening fucking audience, play. I volunteered Joey. You volunteered Joey? Yeah. Um, I'm the second best reader in this podcast. Who shall pay tribute? <laughs> um, oh, who is. volunteers okay. a tribute? I even fucked up the movie quotes. It's been a while since I've done this. Let's see mm. if I got it. Um, I guess that's literature too. <sighs> to be or not to be. That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them. To die, to sleep, no more. And by sleep we say to end the thousand heartaches and oh, the thousand natural shock, the, the thousand heartache heartaches and, and, and the natural heartache sh- and the thousand natural The heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is there to. Tis a consummation definitely to be wished. To die, to sleep. To sleep perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, what dreams There's the come. rub? Yep. Really? Yeah. Wow. It feels like a uh, 20s gangster slang to me. It's very hard to remember this speech. <laughs> With you interrupting me. <laughs> the Aye, there's the rub. <laughs> For, in- For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come. Um, God damn it, Sean. <laughs> When we have shoveled off this mortal coil, must give us pause. Oh, fucking Sean, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> to die, to, hang on. God damn it. Um, <laughs> you motherfucker. Um, for in that sleep of death, what dreams may come when we've shuffled off this mortal coil? Um, to die, to sleep, to sleep perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come? I'm going to fucking kill you, Sean. Don't show it to me. Just tell me the next line. I know the whole fucking you, you thing. You keep repeating it. When we have shuffled off this mortal coil, must give us pause. Must give us pause. Um, there's yeah. the respect that makes calamity of so long life. For who would bear the whips and scorns of time? The oppressor's wrong. The proud man's contumely. The pangs of despised love. The law's delay. The, the insolence of office. The spurns that patient merit of the unworthy takes when he himself could his quietus make with a bare botkin for who would fardels bear the whips and scorns of time to oh, grunt fuck. to grunt and sweat under a weary life but that the dread of something after death that undiscovered country from whose born no traveler returns puzzles the will and drowns the sense and, and makes us rather bear makes us rather bear those ills we have than fly to others we know not of quietus stop it's not done yet <laughs> Thus conscience. Thus conscience does make cowards of us all, and thus the native hue of resolution is sickled o'er by the pale cast of thought. 
and enterprises of great pith and moment are sickled. Wait, fuck. Are with, sickled. Oh, in this in this regard, their currents. With, with this regard. With this regard, their currents turn awry and lose the name of action. But soft, the fair Ophelia, nymph in thy orisons, be all my sins remembered. Motherfucker, Sean, I'm going to kill you. I, I was on such a roll, I had it in my fucking heart. What, you think the groundlings were shouting shit? shit? Oh, there's the rub. You're right, they were. <laughs> Fuck! That would have been so good, too. You're a fucking pro. What was your question? Um, where There's the rub? Yeah, it means there's the rub. That's where this is from. Yeah, no, that just uh, seems like a... Um, a much more modern colloquialism, but um, Quahitis? Yeah, uh, who was... Um, the, uh, this is a person? No, no, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> he was a mute Greek guy. <laughs> uh, where the fuck is that? Um, his Quahitis make with a bear bodkin. Uh, his, his end, more or less. Um, like his ass? It's a sweet ass. Sweet, sweet ass. Turns that patient Mary the unworthy takes when he, when he himself could his quietus make. Could his quietus, yeah, his, his end. Oh. Being quiet. Quiet. His quietus make with a bear bodkin. A bear bodkin is a is a, a, a an unsheathed. No, no, no. A bodkin is where you'd put your sword. So the bear bodkin would mm. be the unsheathing of the sword. Gotcha. I believe. I'm not sure. Quietus is the uh, the drug in, um, what's shit, that movie? Oh, my God. Alfonso Cuaron. Where ba- there's no more babies. Oh my god. Oh, children of men. Children of men. Oh, okay. It's the mm. drug that you take to euthanize yourself. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's a broken, fucking, fucked up version of to be or not to be, which is so <laughs> embarrassing. I just fucked that up. <laughs> I take full responsibility. Here's the version. It's okay, Sean. I love you. Here's the version from the first quarto. To be or not to be. Aye, there's the point. To die, to sleep. Is that all? Aye, all. No, to sleep, to dream. Aye, Mary, there it goes. For in that dream of death, when we're awakened and born before an everlasting judge from whence no passenger ever returned, the undiscovered country at whose sight the happy smile and the accused damned. But for this, the joyful hope of this, who'd bear the scorns and flattery of the world, scorned by the right rich, the rich cursed of the poor, the widow being oppressed, the orphan wronged, the taste of hunger or a tyrant's reign, and thousand more calamities beside, to grunt and sweat under this weary life, when that he may his full quietus make with a bare bodkin. Who would this endure but for a hope of something after death, which puzzles the brain and doth confound the sense, which makes us rather bear those evils we have than fly to others we know not of? I that, how oh, this conscience makes cowards of us all. Lady, in thy orisons be all my sins remembered. Anyway, so that's the, those are the two different to be or not to be speeches. Hmm. Why is it so different? Is it short? Do you see what I mean, though? As far as like, it, it, it almost reads like a, like a version that someone's like, I feel like there was something here. Basically, if I tried to do a version of like remembering exactly what it was without having known it, yeah. just like forget, you're like, I feel like there was sort of this yeah. somewhere that, that in was there. the first quarto that was the weird one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And it comes, it's, it falls much earlier in the play, too. Um, it skipped a little bit. It went right to like, I, there's the point, which is supposed to be like, I, there's the rub. Well, it, a lot happens before that. Exactly. Right? To be or not to be, that is the question whether that. tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune and take arms against a sea yeah. of troubles that by imposing end them to die to sleep no more. Right? Yeah, they don't have that. Yeah. That's such a great, amazing line. Exactly. And that sleep of death. Oh, oh but then that's, you know, the, 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 but that's essentially what the pause is, right? As far as, um, you know, why... 
what good is it to sort of live a life unlived? What's the point of living a life, period? Is there any fucking reason that this is bullshit? Like, why don't we just kill, them, kill ourselves? Why don't we just die? Well, because we don't know what's after. We don't know what comes after death. So that's why we, we, we bear this bullshit, because it's, it's too hard to tell exactly how it all ends. Oh, my God. Now we're going to keep going, Sean. You fucked that up so hard. I'm going to keep reading Hamlet now for you guys. Um, I think that's pretty much everything. I'll do my favorite. You know what? I'll do a last Porgy The ghost? No. Oh, the ghost part. Don't, don't cut us off. We're doing Hamlet now. Fuck you. I'll fucking, I'll make this, I'll fucking read all of Hamlet right now. You fucking try to cut Hamlet I'll off. I'll pull this show over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can do the, the, the ghost speech. Do you want to hear how he died? Give us like three great lines and then we'll end on a bang. Well, I'll do the ghost's speech first, and then right I'll on. do, and then I'll do last poor York, and then we'll be done. If I can fucking find them, I've spent <laughs> so much fucking time looking for the goddamn fucking bullshit. Here we go. Okay. Um. Uh. So finally, you know, the the ghost comes up, so that our blah blah blah. blah. What? I am thy father's spirit. Doomed for a certain term to walk the night, for the day confined to fast and fires, till the foul crimes done in my days of nature are burnt and purged away. But that I am forbid to tell the secrets of my prison house, I could a tale unfold whose lightest word would harrow up thy soul, freeze thy young blood, make thy two eyes like stars start from their spheres, thy knotty and combined locks depart, and each particular hair to stand on end like quills upon the fretful porpentine. But this eternal blessing must not be to ears of flesh and blood. List, Hamlet, O oh, list. If thou didst ever thy dear father love, O oh heaven, revenge his foul and most unnatural murder. Murder, murder most foul, as in the best it is, but this most foul, strange, and unnatural. Anyway, it goes on, it continues, blah, blah, blah. Finally, um, uh, but thou noble youth, the serpent that did sting thy father's life, now wears his crown. Hamlet says, Mo, my prophetic soul, mine uncle, I. That incestuous, that adulterous beast with witchcraft of his wits, with traitorous gifts, so wicked writ, wit and gifts that have the power so to seduce. Blah, blah, blah. Finally, here's how he died. Because um, he keeps going on. Finally, he goes, um, but soft. Methinks I hear them. Methinks, methinks I sent the morning air. Brief, let me be. So you asked me what was like a nice gory element of Shakespeare. Here it is. Here's how Hamlet's father died. Sleeping within mine orchard, my custom always in the afternoon, upon my secure hour thy uncle stole with juice, with juice of cursed Hebanon in a vial, and in the porches of mine ear did pour the leprous distillment. Hold such an enmity with blood of man that swift as quicksilver, it courses through the natural gates and alleys of the body, and with a sudden vigor it doth posset and curd like eager droppings into milk the thin and wholesome blood." So did it mine, and a most instant tetter baked about, most lazar-like with vile and loathsome crust, all my smooth body. So we fucking, while, while Hamlet's dad was sleeping in the orchard, King Claudius came over, or Claudius came over and poured this poison into his ear. That's how he died. That's where you put poison? Well, that's where he put poison. It's weird. Not necessarily where one always puts poison. <laughs> it's just where he put poison. Seems like an ineffective place to put poison. I got lucky, actually. I was reading from the folio. I could have been reading from the other thing. Oh, that's why I can't find this, because I keep, like, there's two versions of this that I keep trying to find. <laughs> anyway, so I will read the, uh, the folio version of the Alas Poor York speech, and we can end there. 
Um, do you guys know, by the way, Hamlet's last line? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> Hamlet out. <laughs> the rest is silence. The rest is silence, my boys. Hmm. Um, okay, here it is. Probably should have saved that one for the end, huh? No. <laughs> um, so, Sausage. Hamlet's, my favorite scene is the gravedigger scene. It always has been. Um, Hamlet basically, this whole play, essentially, Hamlet's been wondering what's the point of life, right? What's the point of life? What's the point of death? What's the point of all this bullshit? Should I go kill the king right now? Does it even fucking make a difference? My dad's dead. I'm bummed. My girlfriend's kind of fucking, you know, being weird to me. Um, everybody hates me. I'm not the king. What the fuck's the point of everything? Um, finally, he, they, they try to kill, he, you know, he catches the king. Uh, in the in the mousetrap, finally gets the confession while the play within the play is happening, uh, and then um, the king basically has Hamlet sent to England, um, where where he's going to have Hamlet killed. Hamlet escapes. We're not a hundred percent sure how. Sure how he basically shows up toward the end in this gravedigger scene, and they have this little quippy battle between the gravedigger and Hamlet. And the gravedigger, of course, is sitting there singing as he's taking skulls and putting them outside of the thing. Hamlet is, you know, had this man, no, no basic sense, you know, that he sings if during grave digger, digging. And her issue is like, well, he's been doing it forever. It makes sense. And Hamlet is like, this is ridiculous. And he goes up and, and talks to the grave digger. Finally, um, uh, the grave digger asks Hamlet, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. This skull hath lain in the earth three and 20 years. Hamlet says, Whose was it? Gravedigger says, a horse and mad fellow it was. Whose do you think it was? Nay, I know not. <laughs> a pestilence on him. It was a mad rogue. Poured a flag and a rennish on my head once. The same skull, sir. It was Yorick's skull, the king's jester. This? Aiden that. Let me see. Hamlet then takes the skull and holds it up to his face. That memento mori, right? The reflection of the living and the dead right in front of you. And he says, Alas. Poor York. I knew him, Horatio. A fellow of infinite jest, of most excellent fancy. He hath borne me on his back a thousand times, and how abhorred my imagination is. My gorge rises at it. Here hung those lips that I kissed I know not how oft. Where be your jibes now, your gambles, your songs, your flashes of merriment that were wont to set the table on a roar? No one now to mock your own jeering? Quite chop fallen. Now, get you to my lady's chamber and tell her, let her paint an inch thick. To this favor she must come. Make her laugh at this. Pretty Horatio, tell me one thing. What's that, my lord? Dost thou thick Alexander look to this fashion of the earth? Even so. And smelt so? Even so, my lord. To what base uses we may return, Horatio? Why may not my imagine trace the noble dust of Alexander till he find it stopping a bunghole? Toward to consider too curiosity to consider child. child. No, faith not a jot. But to follow him thither with modesty enough and likelihood to lead it as thus. Alexander died. Alexander was buried. Alexander returneth to dust. The dust is earth. Of earth we make loam. And by that loam, whereto he was converted, might they not stop a beer barrel? Imperial Caesar, dead and turned to clay, might stop a hole to keep the wind away. Oh, that the earth, which kept the world in awe, should patch a wall to expect the winter's flaw. 
and everybody shows up. So, of course, the whole point is like, you know, do you think Alexander, this is from the folio. Um, the whole point is that it doesn't matter how great or, or nothing you are. At some point, we all end up as this, this skull. Caesar, Alexander the Great, Hamlet, this pointless jester, his father, his father's father. We all die. And I guess that's the point. You may, as- <laughs> you may as well live while you're alive. That was how I was going to end it, you piece of shit. Sorry, man. <laughs> now you hit it this time. Oh. <laughs> We're going to do another Hamlet later. <laughs> this one sucked. God. Thank you for listening to Literally <laughs> Literary. <laughs> Hamlet style. Yeah, honestly, it, it makes sense when you explain it, but my brain just turns off when you're actually reading it. Like, it's like a different language, man. Still sounds pretty. It's poetry. Oh, don't cut! What? We'll explain later. I was going to, I fucked up on the poetry shit when I was explaining to you guys iambic pentameter. Oh. Yeah, you can do it now. Yeah. I will. Edit and correction time. We talked about, so it was funny because I remember Welcome listening to back to Correction like, Corner. Fuck. Welcome correction, to correction, correction Corner. Correction, correction, correction. Correction Corner. So the I am, I was running the I am the trophy and supply. I just couldn't remember all of them all for some reason. Uh, the I am is unstressed, stressed, right? To be or not to be, that is the question. A trochee is the stressed, unstressed, right? Um, so I said beauty is an example of a trochee. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We then have a spondy, which is too stressed, stress, stressed, right? Do you have Papa. an example? Um, Dodo. Turkey. No, turkey would be stressed, unstressed. Turkey! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, you're right. I honestly can't think of one. It would be I I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of a, of bing a good bong. example. Mm. No. Bada bing. No. No. That's three. Bada bing. Anyway. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be an example of an anapest. Bada bing. Stressed, unstressed, stressed. Unstressed, unstressed, stressed. Da da da. Bada bing. Bada bing. Yeah. Bada bing. Yeah, bada bing would be stressed, unstressed, stressed. Bada bing. No, you're saying it differently. Okay. I'm dumb. Bada bing. Yeah, it's still stressed. Da, da, da. Anyway, <laughs> an anapest is an unstressed, unstressed, stressed. Then we have a dactyl, which is stressed, unstressed, <laughs> unstressed. There it is. I fucking knew it was coming. <laughs> stressed, unstressed, stressed. So Malachi. What? Um, Malachi? Yeah. Mulligan. Here, is that better? What, what is Malachi? <laughs> it's a stressed, name. unstressed, stressed. Oh, okay. Unstressed. No, I knew a kid named Malachi. I just cannot believe you know one. Oh, yeah. sorry. It was also a uh, thing in The Simpsons when she made the little... World and it's in Hamlet. Or Mon- it's in Monorail. Uh, no. Monorail. Monorail. Malachi. Yeah. We then have uh we we were talking about Limerick before, mm-hmm. right? So Amphibrac uh is unstressed, stressed, unstressed. And that's basically the structure of the first line of a limerick, okay. right? Um so there once was a man from Nantucket, right? Yeah. Unstressed, stressed, unstressed, unstressed, stressed, unstressed, unstressed, etc. Right? There yeah. once was a man from Nantucket. Whose dick was so big it could suck it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next part is what? How does the next? How does the next line of limerick go? What is that? Morse code. Look at it. A pyrrhic? No, it's first an I am. 
than the Anaphrast. 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 An